What a disaster. I don't know how much nicer I could put it than that. We'll try to do it coming up here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app, use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. A couple of losses in a row, three to be exact, the Sabres dropped to 10-13-2 with losses to Carolina and losses to the Nashville Predators on home ice against the Nashville Predators on a Sunday night game that was never fun to watch, was never fun to attend, and it leaves you pretty depressed about the state of the Buffalo Sabres. We'll talk about it coming up, recap the game, and also go through the state of the team. And if there are any moves that can be made, that's where we're at. That is where the Sabres have left us, is are there moves that can be made? Um, If you want to jump in and join the firestorm that is our sorties group chat, they've only been terrible since we got it rolling, go to joinsubtext.com slash locked on Sabres. Just some texts from last night's game and this morning. Sabres pretty much got shut out tonight. Olofsson had a penalty shot for their only goal. Sabres have to learn to finish. Um... LOL, the only goal they had came out of penalty shot. UPL deserved better. What a trash organization. Uh, if Tuck is out for an extended period of time, the Sabres are bleeped. Uh, that is also uh, another take that comes out of Sunday's game. Um, Sabres have had some bad teams over the years. I have never been as soul-crushingly disappointed as I am this year. That's from one listener. That enca- encapsulates a lot of the fan base. It is, okay, we're used to them being bad, but We're not used to them making us believe in them and then letting us down. How many times has that happened? Is this the second time? And maybe that's it. Since the drought began, is this the second time? Maybe the third. Let's go three. Three phases of the drought. If I in in terms of competitive drought, we'll eliminate the tank for a moment. You have the Terry Pagula buys the team throws a ton of money at it. Let's go give Christian Ehrhoff 10 years. Let's go fly to Alberta to convince Robin Regeer to come to our team. Let's sign Billy Leno to all this money. Those three guys plus some other minor moves, and it was, all right, go time. Let's see what all this new free agent money can give us. Uh, that's Our hopes would have gotten up then. Fell well short. Fail. Stage one, fail. Stage two. Eichel in the building, O'Reilly in the building, Evander Kane is now here. All the Tim Murray guys that they had constructed um, to build a competitive team and be competitive right away. Robin Leonard. Uh, That team got our hopes up. I couldn't wait. I remember waiting for that year, 2015, and thinking, all right, they're going to be great right now, right away. Um, And that stage of the, the, the drought failed epically. And now here we are in stage three, let's say. Stage three, we're beyond Eichel and Reinhardt. Now we are to Tuck, Cousins, Thompson, Darlene, um, you know, Samuelson, all those guys. 
new stage. Young guys haven't let us down yet. They're cheap and expect. Hey, guys, let, let them develop. Let them develop. Uh, okay, here we are. Still waiting. It's not working. It's not working. They are not a good team, and they have lost the one thing. They've lost the one thing that made it stomachable to watch a team that wasn't great, and that was they were fun to watch. They were entertaining. They were exciting. They went all out trying to score goals, and they were dangerous. They Other teams played the Sabres, and they feared playing the Sabres. Not in terms of physicality or even the odds of losing, but, hey, we could get blown out here tonight if we're not careful because they this team could score. And there's none of that happening right now. Absolutely none of that. That first text is right. Their only goal the Sabres score in their matchup against the Nashville Predators comes on a penalty shot. Victor Olsson, who's actually been playing, I think, better as of late, um, if I could give a small positive out of this. Um, sorry for those uh, watching on YouTube, trying to get that to work. Here we go. Uh, by the way, check out our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe us there. Olsson, the only player that scores a goal, and it was on a shootout. The Sabres did outshoot Nashville 35-29. to Scoring chances they had more at 5-on-5. 28 to 27 shot attempts. They had more 64 to 54 expected goals in the game though. Nashville, because they had more quality opportunities, uh, 4.0 for Nashville versus 3.0. Some of that was that one power play they had too. Um, but not a good game, not a good game overall. They were fine. You know, the one guy I would want to point to, uh, in Sunday night's game against Nashville for me is Dylan cousins, Dylan cousins, who I've been riding a little bit this year. Um, I thought played amazing. Honestly, like he had chances, multiple scoring chances in every single period. But I maybe jinxed him by tweeting, hey, is this guy never going to score again? And I tweeted that or put it in our group chat. And five times after I said that, it felt like he had a g- glorious scoring chance and it didn't go in. At one point, I think you could hear a hot mic on MSG pick up Cousins screaming obscenities as he went to the bench after not scoring and slamming the bench door. I mean, he is going through it and they need him to turn it around. I talked about this when Thompson got hurt, that the guy they needed the most from the guy they needed to pull up his bootstraps and carry the team a little bit more than anybody step his game up was Dylan cousins. And while I do think he's playing better as of late, he has, points in one of his last six games. He's had two points against St. Louis. That's the only game where he has a point in his last six games since Thompson went out. Unacceptable. And whatever he's dealing with, injury, mental, I don't know. They need Dylan Cousins to do more. And I I don't want to put it all on his shoulders. It's not all on Dylan Cousins. He is not the only one that is not contributing. It is a lot of guys. And here are more injuries. Tuck now is injured. um, And... You've already got Greenway out of the lineup. You've already got Thompson out of the lineup. Now, they're missing pieces. So, you know, when I see Kyle Poso on the ice in the final two minutes of action uh, trying to tie the game up, my my instinct and my gut goes to, what the, why is he on the ice? Get him off the – and then and then I, my, my intelligence uh, – intelligent part of my brain kicks on for a second and says, oh, wait a minute. I mean, who else are they supposed to put out there right now? And maybe there was an answer to that. Maybe Peyton Krebs should have been out there instead. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, should Rosine have been out there instead? Should Jost? Byro? I mean, there weren't a ton of great options in the Sabres lineup. But all in all, 
it doesn't look like a great team. And I don't know when it's going to get any better. I'm very fearful that they cannot overcome the injuries they've had, that they can't overcome the regression they've had as a team, and they're about to let the season get away from them. Um, Hopefully not. But otherwise, in that Predators game, UPL I thought was tremendous. Again, as much as he really struggled in St. Louis, um, he definitely played really strong against the Nashville Predators. He deserves, uh, you know, a lot of props. He saved two goals above expected in this game. He saved 27 of 29 shots. That's good for a 931 save percentage, which brings his save percentage on the season uh, back up a little bit to a 907. He was starting to flirt with getting back under 900 again. Um, back up. 2907. So not a strong performance by the Sabres against the Nashville Predators. More on the state of the team when we come back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast, uh, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are presented by Sleeper. Love Sleeper. We are getting through the fantasy football season, but even after football's done, you're going to have a lot of time for those fantasy hockey uh, daily lineups um, and whatnot. A new season brings all sorts of possibilities. You can win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper, our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. Pick which players will score more or less goals or assists, saves, plus minus, shots in a given game, uh, and then pick a couple of players Predict the outcome of eight player stats, and if you do that, 100 times your money playing Daily Fantasy Hockey with sleepers. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You're going to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See sleepers' terms of use for details and locational availability. Back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Again, join our subtext. Join subtext.com slash Locked On Sabres. Our Sabres group chat, our Locked On Sabres text line. Um, Be sure to sign up. We give you practice updates. We give you breaking news updates. And lots and lots of good stuff uh, throughout these games where they are getting hammered. We also want to remind you that Locked On's launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today, here for your 24-7, covering the top stories of the day. With the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So, a little bit more on this team. Uh, It's not really nearly as fun as I was hoping to go to these games to see the energy in the building. I was hoping that could return. We have talked about attendance uh, and how that has been going for the Sabres and how, hey, they had a lot of making up to do. COVID happened, but before that, the longest playoff drought in NHL history, they have a lot of making up to do to their season ticket base to get them back. Well, 14,000 was the announced attendance uh, at KeyBank Center. Guarantee you. Guarantee you. There were not that many people in that in that game. And I am... I've got tickets to go to the game on Tuesday night against the Detroit Red Wings, and I'm considering not going. What? 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 I mean, I get you know, I get some tickets from work a lot, um, so for me, it's not as cost prohibitive as it is for most fans. You know, you pay for parking, you pay for food, so it's still not a cheap night, but uh, you can make it work. 
Um, I don't blame anybody that, you know, is regretting buying their tickets or might want to sell them, but they can't because there's no market for them right now because who's looking to buy Saber tickets right now? They're kind of, they're, they're reverting and all the good will they've built up to start to get fans back in the building. It feels like it's starting to go away. And that is bad. That is really bad because they got to get that back on track. Um, that is, that is vital to the health. I think the emotion, the stable health of the organization. And I mean, I don't think they're going anywhere. Of course, you know, nothing crazy like that. Don't get me wrong, but man, it's getting tough. If they want to keep pouring money into the arena, if they want to at some point become a team that spends to the salary cap, I, they, they got to get fans back. They got to for that. You got to win games. You got to be entertaining and you got to win games. And the Sabres are giving their fans no reason to want to come back to the building after going to a game this year. And it's not a surprise to me that it was only 14,000 announced. And on Tuesday night against Detroit, I'm expecting it to be a lot lower than that. And I expect to be typing in our uh, group chat that it, man, guys, I can't believe how few people are here. So, you know, where, where does it go from here? I don't know if it's, it's not all down in the dumps, you know, if you want to take a positive angle, here's a way of doing that. They only had one more point last year at this time than they do right now. They were literally in the same exact spot. Now, to be fair, they had like a super long losing streak. Remember last year at the beginning of the year when um, when Matias Samuelson went out. So there are mitigating factors. This year they're missing Thompson, though, so I guess that's, that's part of it. But they were only one point out from where they were right now at this time last year, and they only missed the playoffs by one point. So it can still, there's still time to save this thing, but they got to get going. They are waiting too long to get into these games. Here is another game against Nashville. Should have mentioned when I was recapping the game, two goals in the first 10 minutes or two goals in the first 11 minutes. I should say you've got a, you're 11 minutes into a 60 minute hockey game. and You're down to nothing. And how many times have we seen that same story this year? where the other team gets out to an early lead and now you're playing catch up the whole night. And the way they are not generating chances right now, they're not capable of coming back in these games. And that's the toughest part. So when you look at the team right now, I mean, again, I don't want to be all doom and gloom. Let's try to find some positives. Uh, JJ Paterka, where would they be right now without JJ Paterka? That, That line last night, Cousins, Benson, and Paterka. I mean, it is their most consistent line for a few games now. My biggest worry is guys like Skinner, who's the five-on-five numbers, are starting to plummet a little bit. Uh, Tuck, that's the same for. It's really that top line. Middlestat, Tuck, and Skinner has not been working the way it did at the end of last season, and maybe it's time to split it up. I don't know how you do that. Maybe you get Peyton Krebs involved. I mean, I have been – this is a tough one for me because I've been calling for years now – that, hey, let's get Peyton Krebs involved in a more offensive role. But he's had a couple opportunities, and it hasn't really gone well at all. So unless you want to try that on again, I don't really know how many other options you have. You're not – who else you who else is even in consideration to jump up into the top six? I guess Jordan Greenway could be an answer when he comes back. But – and that should be pretty in short order. But who else? Who else are you putting up there? You're not putting Brandon Byro up there. You're not putting Isaac Rosine up there. He doesn't look NHL ready to me yet. Um, I think it's got to be Krebs. I mean, I don't know who else you think could spark the offense. Actually, you know what's funny? When Tuck went out last night, the guy that went up there was a Pozo. And I, that can't be the answer. 
I mean, I that can't be the answer. The guy's already playing too many minutes. Um, I think Krebs is the guy that needs to enter the top six and just cross your fingers and hope that he takes a step forward. He's the only one to me that's even capable of the step forward that is going to be required here. So more of an opportunity for him. Uh, if you got an idea, shoot it along to me because I'm running out of him. Yuri Kulik is another one. Or there is the potential for moves from the outside. A couple of rumors on the Sabres that I want to get to. And names that could be available. Coming up here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Let's start talking some trades. We're at that time. Here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast, we are presented by Indeed. Check out Indeed. Go to Indeed.com. It's the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. If you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. With Instant Match, as soon as your sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed does the hard part for you. Sponsor a job, and boom, Instant Match shows you candidates with resumes on Indeed who fit your job description immediately. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you can you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applicants that match your must-have job requirements. Indeed knows hiring needs to be cost effective when you're running your own business as well. Visit indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Join just go to indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need indeed. Final segment here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. So quickly um not quickly, but this is the, the thing I wanted to get to in the third segment of today's show. We are going to begin talking about action. And that could be firing the coach. That could be trades. That could be, I don't really think there's anybody available still in free agency. The Patrick Kane um, idea is kind of out the window. So I'm not feeling that as much, but. There is opportunity, I think, for other things. I will say on Don Granado, because I get this question a lot. I'm going to talk to him on Tuesday morning, and I'll see what he says. Um, not that I'm going to ask him this question. But I do not believe that we are close to Don Granado uh, being removed as this team's head coach, nor would I even be at the point where I would would ask for it. I think it's fair to want it and fair to ask the question yourself. I just, I'm not at that point, and I don't think the Sabres are at that point yet. So that might be one where fans get a little frustrated by it. But I don't really know, you know, I don't really know what to tell you on that front. So go check out a list that Chris Johnston uh, put together uh, from The Athletic. If you want to look at guys that might be available for trade, he did this three days ago. There's a lot of Calgary Flames. On this list, there's a lot of Calgary Flames, and that's the team that I would want to pick on a little bit here. They have a team that is about to go through a giant rebuild and a giant sell-off, and there's going to be a bunch of players available for trade. Elliot Friedman, actually, two two reports on the Sabers for this. Darren Dreger on Friday on TSN said, "Don't be surprised if Kevin Adams is going to be poking around the forward market." And then Elliot Friedman said on Thirty Two Thoughts. 
I have the sense the Sabres are going to start poking around the trade market. Adams won't sit on his hands. He mentioned Noah Hannafin, who is uh, on the Calgary Flames, veteran defenseman, very good defenseman in the final year of his contract, 26 years old. That's not necessarily what the Sabres' problem is for me right now, but they could still use another top four defenseman. If you put Hannafin in your top four, that would help them. It might help them score a little bit too because he'll help start to play at the back end and gain possession back. You have possession more, you'll have the puck more, you'll score more. So I do think that can make an impact. I'm more interested in what's going on with Calgary's forwards. Um, Nazem Kadri is a name that I guess could be moved. I don't want that. I got a question about him. I don't want any part of that. He's under contract for seven more years. He's already 33 years old. Uh, He's a good player, but I do not want that contract in any way, shape, or form. The forward that I would look to is Elias Lindholm, who is 29 years old, center, for the Flames. He's been a 70, 80 point player uh, in the past few years for Calgary. He is in the final year of his contract at $4.8 million. It's not perfect. It's not great. Timo Meyer last year when he was available, loved that because he was 26 and he was an RFA. You could control the contract situation a little bit better. And he was a higher level player than Meyer. But I'm looking around right now and like Patrick Line is on Chris Johnson's list. I don't love that idea. Patrick Line, you might hear that name and it might pop. Like, oh, Patrick Line, he used to be a superstar, right? Uh, Patrick Line is not the player that he was at the beginning of his career in Winnipeg. He is a souped up Victor Olofsson. And that's really it. And honestly, his numbers aren't even really that much better than Victor Olofsson. Olofsson scored 28 goals last year. Both these guys are just a big shot, and that's kind of it. Line A last year had 22 goals in 55 games, 26 goals in 56 games the year before that. He has not scored more than 30 goals since his age 19 season. That's right. Line A, who still has a reputation as a sharpshooter, um, has not scored more than 30 goals since his age 19 season. 2017-18, when he scored 44 goals. So not on my radar whatsoever. I don't like that at all. Expensive contract, too, even though it's short term. Um, And if you could get him for cheap, take a flyer. But that, to me, is it for Line A. Lindholm is a little bit more interesting. 29, it's not a great age. He's a good player. He can play center and wing, which is big, I think, for the Sabres right now. Because, you know, he could play center for them today. But when everybody's healthy, Thompson, Middlestat, Cousins, then he could kick over to the to the right wing. So I and the, the Sabres are weak on the right side until Jack Quinn gets back. So I kind of like the Lindholm idea. I just don't know what I'd want to do with that if I want to sign him and what that contract would look like because Lindholm's probably looking for a five, six year contract. And I'd be very hesitant to give a 30 year old player that I kind of like the idea of him though, as a rental to be honest. And you just find out, right? You buy Lindholm now and now you have three months to decide. You have three months to decide what you want to do. Depends where you'll be in the standings and you know, it depends what you want to give up. You probably have to give up a premium asset. You probably have to give up an Isaac Roseanne level prospect and Noah Osland. But the Sabres have so many of those guys that I'm willing to do it. But again, you could slow play it. Let's see what happens in the next three months. If by deadline time the season stinks still and you're eight points out of a playoff spot, go sell Elias Lindholm. And I bet the Sabres would get almost as much, if not more, than what they got for sending for getting him now. Remember when the Sabres traded Marco Scandella in like January uh, when Jason Bottrell was kind of on the outs. And then a month later at the deadline, he got traded for more. Like they, they could have waited and got more that can happen. So 
I'm not afraid of acquiring a Lindholm, even though he's on a rental contract. I might lose him. Um, that's a name. 17 points in 24 games this year for Lindholm. Last year, 64 points in 80 games. The year before that, 82 points in 82 games. He's always been a good a good player. Always been a very good player. Never a superstar. Um, he did finish Selkie. He's very good defensively. He finished second in the Selkie voting uh, three years ago, not too long ago. So Lindholm is a name out there. Um, I want to do some more research on him before I just, just go all the way in on like what the price would be. But off the top of my head, like Roseanne is a, is a name that maybe you could get him for or a B level prospect, maybe a second in a prospect like that. I don't know how expensive he'd be, but he's a good player. I like him. I've always liked him. Something like that. That's, that's what I'm thinking for the Sabres right now. Go find a forward like that. Thanks everybody for listening today to the Locked On Sabres podcast. Again, be sure to check us out on our group chat if you like the Lindholm idea. If you got a trade idea, be sure to text it along to us, or you can always hit us up on our uh, Twitter account at Locked On Sabres. Um, although we're going to be leaning in towards the uh, the group chat more and more, uh, you're going to be a lot more likely to get on the show if that uh, if that is important to you. It doesn't have to be, but um, what else? Oh, do want to remind you once again. Locked On launched its first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel uh, on YouTube. You know, once in a while, we might even be featured on it. Locked On Sports Today, here for your 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel. Today's a good day for that. Post-NFL action, and more importantly, all that college football playoff uh, craziness. Again, check out uh, the Locked On uh, YouTube channel. Thanks for listening today to the Locked on Sabres podcast. Tomorrow, we will be get diving in to the Sabres and the Red Wings. Patrick Kane will not be making his debut for Detroit against the Sabres. Uh, 7.30 puck drop. We'll talk about it uh, tomorrow here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.